welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that teaches you positive affirmations without catcalling yourself. What? There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Hope you liked it. Okay, so the funny story about this is, is that I have this positive affirmations like app on my phone. Okay. And it occasionally like does give me things like I don't know, like body positivity stuff, but it's like you have a great body and you're like, God damn, calm down. <laughs> um don't positive affirmations ain't gotta be thirsty affirmations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be a podcast called just called Thirsty Affirmations. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, anyway, hey, everybody, we're here. Yep, we're all in the same room. Yep, I'm in Milwaukee, woo! And the lovely Stoof is here. Hello! So... Yeah. Yep, that's it. (laughs) I'm at the beginning of my road trip. Hanging out this for the weekend, seeing Sherrick in a show, which was amazing and wonderful and great, and I loved it, and made me think a lot. And yeah, I've been meeting the new dog, mm-hmm. Blue. And if you're listening to this when it came out, then you have approximately two days to see the show virtually. The link will be in the description or whatever, so uh, please see it. Yeah! Because it's good. There you go. That's all I have to say about that. If you don't, then I don't know how to help you, I guess. Yep. So, anyway, Sherrick, how was your week? My week's pretty good. Still doing the show. And I started a new job. I'll talk about that another time. Once you've actually started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's that's all I really have for you, honestly. Like, it's... I'm, um, I'm having a, a, a good time finishing up the show. I'm sad that it's going to be ending, but, you know, the year has to march forward, and it's going to march forward regardless of whether I want it to or not. So, I'm making the best of it and all that good stuff. Yeah. How about you? Oh, it's been fine. Just trying to get work done so I can go on my trip, uh, which I'll tell you about in the future. Yeah. We're being secretive out here today. Ooh. Yeah. Steph, how was your week? Great. Amelia's been here, and that's been <laughs> wonderful. And we've just been chilling and lounging and getting food and Starbucks and pup cups and. Yay! Just doing fun, chill things like that. So it's been wonderful. Blue, how is your week? Oh, you're not here. (laughs) Don't impersonate my dog. That's a federal offense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about Petty Revenge. Yes. The Reddit thread. Subreddit. Subreddit. God damn it. I'm not a Reddit person. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Petty Revenge. So I picked a selection of stories just based on their subject line. So we will see how this goes. Dun dun dun. Neighbor didn't like the color of my house. This was about 10 or 11 years ago in a medium-sized city in Indiana. I moved into a house and had it painted a new color scheme. It looked nice. It was a little different than the surrounding homes, so it wasn't pink and yellow or anything stupid. Wow, that's judgmental. Some wackadoodle across the street came over and said it was horrible looking and told me to change it. Well, I wondered if maybe I wasn't thinking right, so I asked four other neighbors and none of them had an issue at all. Uh, I thought it was a nice improvement. 
So I let him know no one else had an issue. And he told me, I've got deep pockets. If you don't change it, I'm getting a lawyer. I told him to go ahead and have a nice day. After a few lawyers told him he had no case, he tried to get a, a HOA formed, held meetings, paid someone to drop the proposed rules. No one would agree to it, so his investment was a waste, and he just couldn't, wouldn't stop bitching about it. Well, I already owned several rental properties at that point and was always on the hunt for more, so when the houses next door to him were selling, I ended up buying both of them but never told him I owned either. I'd picked a, up the first one in early fall and the other one in the winter, so when summer rolled around, I had both of them painted the exact same as mine. He was so pissed. Even better is the fact that I bought them in 2009, 2010 and sold them last year for a very nice profit. Thanks, irrationally angry man. <laughs> Imagine getting so mad that you try to form an HOA. I know. Well, and my question about that is, is that like, if you like, if you did it before the HOA was formed, like, would they make you change Retroactively, it? Retroactively, yeah. Like, yeah, it just like oh, I was following the rules at the time because there were none. But oh my god, I, I find it very annoying that this post never explains the color scheme. I know, same because I need to know what it looks like. I know, same. but he says it wasn't like some. I feel like when he says pink or yellow or anything stupid, quote unquote, he's saying it wasn't like, or I'm saying he, I don't, we don't actually know. Yeah. I think that this person is saying that it's not anything like particularly garish, at least in their opinion, but I would like to know what the color scheme was. But yeah, I can't imagine even if someone like painted their house like neon green, I feel like I would never go up to them and say anything. Right? I might complain about it behind their back. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> but I just can't imagine like having the audacity. I know. I just like I'm sorry. I'm gonna assume this is a white man who told them this. It has it just, to be. It just feels like only the audacity of an old white man would know this come. Yeah, some people in the comments are saying like even if they did form an HOA, you'd have to voluntarily join it. So, mm, like, mm-hmm. you couldn't force them to do anything about it. And I feel like this revenge isn't that petty. Like, it's I not... mean, it is in the sense that I he, like, bought is. other places and then was like, I'm going to paint them the exact same color. Okay, yes. Well, they were on but... either side of his house, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's pretty... That's a pretty petty. That's okay, like a big... yes commitment to yes Betty, that's like, true but i think because he already was like somebody who bought properties and like rented them out and whatever it's not like he changed his entire like lifestyle or job or whatever nah. to make this happen and got a good deal out of it and whatever so i guess that's what i meant is that like some sometimes when i think of something like really petty revenge it's like something really like mean or Steph um, is already googling this I just I wanted to know I do think that there might be laws in certain places about how you can paint your house but I don't actually know like what they generally are if there's no HOA right and I think too I think too like if there were laws like that in this place then the lawyers would maybe have a case right where all these lawyers said there's no case right so I assume like if it's not yeah, it, it's not breaking any laws or ordinances, and I don't know what it is that he thought he was going to do. I just, like, the just the the escalation of going, like, hey, I don't like the way your house is painted. I have deep pockets. I'll make you pay for this. Like, right? Uh, oh, my God. That just tells me you were committed to losing money. Like, Right! You were committed, you were so angry about this that you were willing to waste a lot of time and money. Like, 
why let's see uh <laughs> here's a comment my neighbors painted their house all dark blue minus one spot they ran out of paint and painted it brown that would be really obnoxious. Personally, I hate it and it sets off my OCD. So you know what I do? Mind my damn business and <laughs> not look at it. <laughs> oh, man. I can't really find any, other than an HOA, I can't find any kind of, like, laws about paint. Mm-mm. I, I know, guess I thought maybe there were, but maybe there aren't any. I don't think there are. I know that there are some building rules. Like, like for commercial yeah businesses and stuff yeah like there's a law in santa fe new mexico that like all buildings need to be made out of like a pueblo style um except for homes that were like grandfathered in or buildings that are like grandfathered in and i remember taking a tour there and they were like there's only three places in the country that have laws like that yeah that's cool they didn't really say what the other ones were and it drove me crazy so anyway (laughs) now you people have to deal with that (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Moving on. Mm-hmm. You won't pay my wages? Watch what happens. TLDR below, I used to work for a small business owner. I used to have to sit there and beg him for my pay. Many texts over three to six hours every two weeks. He would pay me by check, but those bounced so many times I was banned from the small check cashing store closest to me. So I told him where he could shove those rubber checks. He started paying me via Cash App, but he always shorted me in both checks and Cash App. My SO started getting involved and would be the one texting and forcing him to send me my pay. He sent me about 80% of my earnings, so I slash we just assumed he was taking uh, taking out taxes. I asked him for my check stubs multiple times and he never sent them. Found an old stub and it turns out he didn't deduct taxes. I was a 1099 employee, so he was just not paying me right. Amelia is shaking uh, her head at this. I quit and got another job within two days making more at a place that is a national chain, so I know I won't be ripped off. Q petty revenge. I called the labor board and reported him for not paying my wages. They are investigating now. I have everything I and my SO ever sent him and everything he ever sent us via cash app, text, subs, etc. I reported him for not paying his taxes and I reported him for allowing underage kids to buy liquor. I have zero remorse. I can't believe I worked for him for four years. But as I'm sure everyone can relate to this, I needed the money bad. TLDR, my shitbox of a boss ripped me off on my pay. So I ruined his business by reporting him to the labor board, the IRS, and the Department of Revenue for serving minors. I'll let you lead the charge on this one, Amelia. Go ahead. Not petty. No. Not petty. Mm-mm. When you started reading this one, and I was I was like, the yeah. Like, from the moment you started reading this one, I was like, report him to the labor board. Report him to the labor board. Report him to the labor board. And they and, did. And they did. And I'm so glad that they did. That is, like, one of my biggest pet peeves about, like, stuff like this is that employees don't like have a lot of recourse for stuff other than to report it to make complaints because these like labor boards, the department of labor, those kinds of things don't like really do a lot of checking or like random audits or anything like that. They do occasionally, but they don't a lot. So like the only way to really, to really do anything about employers ripping you off or taking advantage of you or doing something illegal is to report them or complain. And sometimes that can backfire. It shouldn't, but it does. And so I'm really, really glad that they called the labor board and reported them because this is a big no, no, just no, thank you. Do not work for someplace like this and report them immediately because they're going to just continue to do it until somebody stops them. Stops them. 
So I worked at a waitressing job for a summer once when I was younger where I never got paid any of my wages. I got all of my tips every night. Even the credit card tips, they would pay me out the tips in cash. But I never got any of my like hourly wages, even though it was like whatever it is, two fifty an hour or something. But it was just like that's ridiculous to like not get paid. Mm-hmm. So basically, like the actual restaurant never paid me anything, right? Because yep. it was just customers paying me. Then, yep. Yeah. Which is like ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I mean, if you probably couldn't have guessed by now, I also agree it's not petty. It's just that's how you conduct when you're. Bosses are doing something illegal as you report them. That's not petty at all. Maybe the only part that's like slightly petty is like also reporting like the underage kids, but like that's also the law. So it's like, yeah, well, no, I don't think that's yeah. petty either. I think that's all that, that all they falls shouldn't have in. been doing that either. So. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I get what you mean. And I think like the only reason to me that's quote unquote petty is because it's like that wasn't your. Pro, like that wasn't your issue with them but you were like eh, if i'm gonna report them i might as well report them for everything yeah and like you know what you should you should because that's not cool that's not a good thing to be doing so yep i agree yep all right revenge on my mother-in-law who was horrible to me for years and then decided she would wear the exact same dress as me to my wedding i can't fucking deal trigger warning mention of religious trauma so i'm just gonna pause for a second here uh so that i can say that one more time mention of a religious trauma this one's long sorry (laughs) i was looking at my wedding photos today and thought this community would appreciate my success it's a bit long with all the background so i'm gonna make a cuppa i love that and settle in my MIL mother-in-law hated me from the moment we met. Think an evangelical Catholic meets goth atheist. I moved in with her son and had a baby without getting married, and she truly believed I was the devil incarnate sent to draw her baby boy into the depths of hell. There followed years of petty microaggressions, a constant barrage of manipulation and guilt tripping and doing things like offering to watch the kids, then pulling out half an hour before or buying the kids a puppy when we expressly said no and then blaming us when she had to take the poor thing back. She pushed over my motorbike, turned up at my work, tried to rearrange the furniture in her house, and constantly talked about God and Jesus in front of the kids and told them they were going to hell because they weren't baptized. I went VLC, which I don't know what that means, and things were... Very low contact. Thank you. Uh, I went very low contact and things were quiet for a while. Never cared about getting married. I felt weddings were a waste of money. I'd rather have a boat or a new motorbike, but it was important to hubby, so I agreed on the condition that it was not a church wedding. Apart from the generally uh, problematic nature of the church, I experienced religious trauma growing up, and I wasn't prepared to compromise. Hubby agreed, and we started planning. Two days after we announced our engagement, to much wailing, gnashing of teeth, and general dismay, a priest arrived on our doorstep. He had been sent by mother-in-law to schedule a date for our wedding and book us in for premarital counseling. I was very nice to him. After all, my issue was with the institution, not this poor guy, and thanked him for coming and told him we wouldn't be requiring any Catholic services for the wedding. He looked sad and expressed he was a bit nervous to let mother-in-law know. I offered him coffee and sympathy, and that, that was the start of an unlikely friendship. Oh my god, this is so long. <laughs> I was fairly annoyed by this stunt. I talked to my hubby, who at the time was so far in the fog that he couldn't see the uh, hand in front of his face. He didn't see the big deal and asked me to just let it go. I thought about it for a day and then told him no. We had to address this immediately or it would escalate. Uh, 
I told, I understood that he loved his mom and sisters and that their obvious contempt for me was a problem. I don't like ultimatums, but at this point I've been putting up with it for about six years. I laid it out. We address it now or no wedding. It went about as well as you expect. We visited and hubby tried to talk to her about inappropriate her actions or she screamed at him and cried. And then her sister started on us both standing there watching my hubby's heartbreak. My filter broke. I told them to stop very loudly. Then I told them they were behaving like toddlers, that I was embarrassed by their antics and consider this their first and only warning. If they tried anything like that again or treated us with anything other than kindness and respect, not only would I cancel the wedding, I would tell their priests and all their friends about their disgusting behavior. They wanted to be part of the planning. I would welcome their participation. The hubby and I had the final say. Mother-in-law tried to speak, but I shushed her like Dr. Evil shushing Scott, and we left. (laughs) Hubby was distraught and I felt bad for him, but we got into couples counseling and things got better. Meanwhile, MIL and the sister-in-law seemed to have taken things on board and we were maintaining a frosty civility, although I was banned from their house because I was scary. (laughs) Fast forward about 12 months, time for dress shopping. Ye gods, I hated the idea of a wedding dress. I hate pale colors. I hate dressing up. I hate dresses. Just everything about the idea made me want to fake a coma just to get out of it. But I'd promised my own very JY mom uh, and brother that we could do this together. So mom, mother-in-law, sister-in-law, times three, brother and his wife were all uh, traipsed along with me to marvel in the sight of me in a dress. And it wasn't a bad day. The in-laws behaved and I found a dress that I didn't hate as much as the others. I paid for it and we left. The next day I got a call from the shop. Mother-in-law and sister-in-law had ordered themselves the exact same dress as me. I told hubby and he didn't really believe it. I laughed about it for a bit, went back to the shop and ordered a new dress. This one was dark purple with a black trim. Then I had the idea. I don't have a lot of female friends, but all my male friends had wives who had wedding dresses. And I sometimes and sometimes they say they they feel sad they spent all that money on a dress they'll never wear again. I talked to hubby and he agreed. So the invitations went out and every person who had ever worn a wedding dress was invited to wear it to our wedding. Yes. Mother-in-law and sister-in-law's got different invitation that specifically asked that they not wear white. Dress code was stated as, whatever you're comfortable in. I wasn't there for the initial confusion that swiftly turned to rage, but my mom and brother gleefully recounted the story later. All four of them turned up in their beautiful white dresses with their beautiful makeup and hair and were completely absorbed by the rest of the cloud. They didn't stand out. They looked exactly like everyone else except for my mom and brother's wife who wore purple like me. They weren't going to ruin my day by upstaging me. My hubby, who up until that point really didn't think they would do something so vile, turned to stone that day. They had finally shown the depths they would sink to and the last of the fog was swept away. I turned up in the sidecar of a Harley. I did experiment with riding it in the dress, but it didn't end so well. And the shop had to make a few emergency repairs the week before. Whoops. And I walked down the aisle to the Imperial March by myself. (laughs) My brother was my maid of honor and his wife was my hubby's best man. Remember the priest? Well, he wasn't allowed to officiate outside the church as a priest, so he was our MC. That was the icing on the cake because I saw mother-in-law's face light up when she saw him until he introduced the marriage celebrant and handed her the microphone. We had a pagan hand fasting, jumped over a broomstick, and walked back down the aisle to Sweet Child of Mine while our two <laughs> kids played air guitar and danced ahead of us and ignored mother-in-law and sister-in-laws when they tried to get them to go over there. I came face to face with my mother-in-law at the door. She was incandescent with rage. I love that. She went to speak with my hubby, stepped forward, and he shushed her right in front of everyone. It was glorious. She didn't speak to either of us for the rest of the night. She didn't speak to us for nearly a month. And then she called one day to ask to see the kids as if nothing had happened. So I let it go because my husband and I had won. But every now and then I wear the purple dress when I know she'll be at an event because I'm petty like that. (laughs) Okay, so here's some, some extra notes. Because I 
I think we probably all agree that this was incredibly petty. Wedding was over 20 years ago. We've been happily married since, and the in-laws have mellowed with age. Sister-in-laws have their own partners and kids, and we hang out sometimes. I'm not in the U.S., but I could tell that because of the way she spelled color. Being family does not get everyone the right to treat people badly. Big agree. Mother-in-law did not deserve consideration just because she was hubby's mom, not pagan, atheist, uh, as she did kind of state. We didn't have a pagan wedding. It was a secular ceremony that included things the hubby and I liked. I actually wanted to jump over a fire, but it was summer and we had a total fire ban. So even if I wasn't scared about setting myself ablaze, we wouldn't be able to do it. The original dress was 300 bucks. No way I was spending thousands on a dress she would never wear again. So it was out of the mother-in-law's budget. Not all the women chose to wear their own wedding dresses. And as far as I know, no one bought a new wedding dress just for the day. The bridal shop helped a few people source secondhand ones to borrow. Priests are normal people all under all that religious stuff. The priest in question is still our friend. We bonded over our love of Terry Pratchett books, Star Trek, Star Wars, Lego, and all things nerdy. I showed him some of the comments and he was confused. Priests are allowed to go and participate in things that aren't related to the church. I mean, they have families, friends, etc. Not all of them Catholic. He did point out that some dioceses are much stricter than others, especially in traditional religious countries. Kids taught me the dangers of doxing. No photos. Yeah, okay. Some people think it's fake. That's fine. I don't know how I would have come to that conclusion, but it is what it is. I think that's about all I'm going to read on that. On yeah. that. But yeah, I don't think it's petty at all. Thoughts? I, I, I'm sorry. I think it's incredibly petty in the best way. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's petty, but I love it. And I also think that like... By doing all that, they got to have a wedding that they actually wanted. Agree. It sounds like the bride probably didn't want to wear a traditional dress. So in some way, this helped her wear something that felt more like her. And I don't know. I feel like still being friends with the priest to this day is like one of my favorite details of this because it's just so random that like just from like being like, oh, yeah, no, we don't actually need your services. Like we're good. Like somehow they like became friends. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think it's incredibly petty, but I think like that was the dress situation was sort of the last straw and it was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to have the wedding I want and I'm going to like piss her off by doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish there was a picture of this purple dress yeah. with black trim because like, it just sounds awesome to me, but I understand. Why not? And of course, in my mind, when it was like, oh, that was 20 years ago, I was like, a purple and black dress from the 80s? That was not 20 years ago. It's fine. I (laughs) said something the other day and was like, like 10 years ago, like the 90s. So I get it. (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope, nope. The other day I saw a thing that was like, remember how we would talk about and think about the 60s when we were growing up? That's how kids today talk about the 90s. And I was like, no, thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Get that shit out of here. But yeah, that, that's a good story. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it was super long and I felt bad, but it was a great story. Nah, don't, don't feel bad. I'm fine. All right. Hypocritically <laughs> stopping my loan forgiveness. Enjoy some butts. Okay. I'm Amelia- scared about this, yeah, but I'm, I also had to find out. Yeah. Amelia was, Amelia was about this one. Okay. <laughs> I, like many people, was grateful to have the last of my student debt white clear. Until some grade A a-holes decided to sue and stop the student loan forgiveness, which is especially obnoxious considering one of the plaintiffs took 48k in 
excuse me, 40, that's 48,000, not like 4.8,000 in PPP loans herself and had 47,996 of that forgiven. Well, it just so happens that this plaintiff, who I will not publicly name and shame, even though her name is very public already, owns a high, uh, highly valued design making business. And it just so happens that the sign making business includes a link right on their front page called Send a File. And it just so happens that this very accessible web page uh, lets anyone anywhere immediately upload three files up to 100 M- MB each, megabytes each, to their servers. Well, guess who's been uploading some really high quality fixtures of butts all afternoon? <laughs> At the time of this posting, their website is still up and happily accepting butt after butt. But I hope they appreciate how high res these images are. Got to take advantage of all M- 100 MB per picture. <laughs> I figure I owe them 47,997 photos of butts. They got their loan forgiven and won't let me get mine. So it seems fair somehow. But logic can't be argued with. <laughs> but with two T's because jokes. <laughs> I have to say this is a lot cleaner than I thought it might be. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't really sure where this was going to go. Yeah, and and it could have gone really badly and we would have cut it. But I think this is really funny. I think that really sucks. I did read about this, about how, like, the loan forgiveness program has been stopped and it does who knows where it's going to go. And that's terrible and fucking awful. And I have a lot of choice words for those people. But this is... This helps a tiny, tiny bit. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't help, but like, I get why it would make them feel better. Yeah. And, you know, I can think of worse things that they could upload pictures of. So. Oh, for sure. You know, this is more just funny. <laughs> just harmless trolling fun. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel really bad because I think it's ridiculous when people pull the ladder up i no matter how much money they've got like like when people are like oh i got my loans forgiven but i don't like you so thus you can't i'm gonna sue so that you can't have your loans forgiven and it's like Mm -hmm. why why like the same people that are like well i didn't get to have my student debt forgiven so no one and it's like no that's bullshit like we should always be moving forward like yeah you you basically trying to stop progress because it makes you feel like you didn't like unfair to you specifically that's so like isolationist and like ridiculous to me that i just it, it bugs me anyway yeah that's pretty much my feelings on that i'm you know we can we can kind of move on unless yeah. steph has something to say no okay All right. okay <laughs> oh, fine. it's fine feeling. i got it i got it okay act like a spoilt man child get no soda or energy drinks from any stores in town Oh, 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 I like this already. <laughs> My brother has always been entitled, spoiled, and demanding. I love him, but his whole life he'd cause shit and hide behind mom, who would defend, quote-unquote, her baby, to the point that even people caught on his lies on camera. She just accused them of baiting him or editing footage. He is more like her slash her family, and I am more like my dad slash his family. So he did no wrong in her eyes growing up, and I did no wrong in dad's. However, in the last couple of years, my mom woke up and realized that her adult son has the emotional range of a teaspoon and acts more like a 13-year-old demanding an allowance than a grown man. He refuses to get a job to the point that the very good jobs he's had were jobs my mom got for him because she asked her friends for favors. My brother gets fired within a few weeks for mouthing off slash refusing to shower. Oh, God. Bruh. 
She's been trying to get him on a better path, but he explodes into a rage, leaves home, blows all of his savings, and then comes home again only after mom begs him back. He was like this his whole life. Things have been building, exploding, and restarting for a long time around here. The never on the cycle that I hate, but currently my savings are low, so any chance of moving out are on hold. Anyway, I avoid as much as possible by simply being out of the house as often as possible. I am not working. I am outside and in the woods visiting my favorite shops in town. Today was one of those days, so I went for a walk and came back just in time to catch the tail end of today's fight. The short version is my brother refused to go 10 minutes up the street to get a couple of things at the store because mom wouldn't give him $30 extra to buy himself slash his friends energy drinks. She always gives us money to get ourselves something as a thank you for running errands for her. But as a rule that if our friends want something slash we want something extra, we spend our own money on that. I said I'd do it. I still had my coat and boots on. Figured I'd spend the extra 20 minutes. Should let things calm down a little. Plus, I intended on buying a fancy ice cream treat I'd been craving recently, but couldn't convince myself to go to the store for. I always feel bad just getting myself something. So I, I get to go to the store, grab my mom's items, and walk back to the to the back of the freezer. I then overheard the owner say that due to the new sugar tax, he's been buying smaller shipments of soda because they sell slower now. I chuckled to myself because my favorite drinks are either sparkling water or sodas made with natural sugar, so therefore aren't included in the tax. And even if they were, a six-pack will last me a couple of weeks. Then I saw something that made me smile like the Grinch and ignited my usually dormant, almost non-existent petty side. There on the shelf in the cooler was one bottle of my brother's favorite Mountain Dew flavor. Voltage is kind of like blue raspberry. I'm not a huge soda drinker outside of the ones mentioned above, but I like a do once in a while. Major Melon or an iced tea blend, most of which are less popular slash who two full shelves available. Major Melon is delicious. I asked the owner if he was saving that bottle for himself, his grandkids, and he said he wasn't. Reminded me that due to slower sales, if I didn't get it now, I may not get it again for weeks. Wouldn't you know it? I found myself craving that specific flavor. I bought it, as well as the last two bottles of normal Mountain Dew. Did I mention how thirsty I suddenly was or how my brother hates the iced tea and melon flavors? I just decided to use my own card rather than my mom's money because my being petty shouldn't cost my mom's money. And I am buying three one liter sodas. I should spend my own money. Then I headed home. But you know I'm not done yet. Upon returning home, I chose to squeeze through the fence next to my brother's shed rather than the path next to my bedroom window. That meant I'd have to walk directly past my brother to get inside. And wouldn't you know it, my parents were in the garage on the opposite side of the property. So I stayed out to chat with them, perhaps speaking a little louder than usual. I made sure to show them that the soda I bought and how these are the only ones of these flavors left right now. I handed my mom's money back and ever so slowly I opened the voltage, making sure the bottle fizzed and let out that telltale hiss that ice cold soda does. I saw my brother slinking over from the shadows and pretending not to notice. I handed my parents the bottles of regular. It's very seldom they drink it, but I know they enjoy it once in a while. Slash dad would love to have a bottle at work with him as a treat. Uh, my brother made it over and asked if I got him anything. I looked at him and simply said, nope, you didn't give me money. Mom did. He demanded I give the voltage to him, saying he'd buy me a bottle of MM or the iced tea one to replace it, MM being Major Melon. I looked at my parents at him at the bottle and back at my parents locking eyes with my mom. No idea what came over me, but I tilted my head back and proceeded to chug the entire one liter bottle and then unleash the loudest, longest, most tummy rumblingless belch in my life. Normally, I wouldn't be caught dead drinking a soda that quick, rare treat, nor would I ever belch like that in front of my mom. She's really disgusted by that. But on this night, exceptions were made. And then wipe my mouth, excuse myself while apologizing to my parents, who were both trying not to laugh to the point I think I heard my dad's sinuses pop from the pressure. <laughs> and then I looked my brother dead in the eye and said, get bent. <laughs> he lost his mind, started screaming at me for being a, a quote unquote selfish little bitch, which, as I am sure you can imagine, my parents didn't appreciate. 
Rather than get into another fight, my mom simply handed me her bottle, saying she appreciated the offer, but I bought it, so it's mine. And my father, he happens to be friends with not only the owner of the shop that I just come from, but also the owner managers of the rest of the shops in town, including the big, fancy one owned by the mayor. Don't ask me how my dad has so many friends. It's a mix of growing up together and my dad's reputation of being a hard, reliable worker, along with a man you can trust. So, my dad simply called the shops and asked that they refuse to sell my brother the soda or energy drinks for the next couple of weeks because he spends easily $100 a week. And wouldn't you know it, my brother and his friends have been hanging around the shops surrounding businesses and generally being in the way. But not to the point where cops needed to be called, slash they gave them a little leeway because they respect my father so much. So they requested my brother not come around for a couple of weeks. As they're running holiday events soon, he has a reputation of making women slash young girls uncomfortable. <laughs> TLDR, my brother acts like a child rather than a grown man and refuses to do so even do even basic tasks to help our parents out. I do the tasks instead and get the chance to basically ensure he won't get his favorite sodas for a while. My brother throws another piss fit about that and ends up getting banned from the shop selling only the soda he likes, but his precious energy drinks he quote unquote needs each day for a couple of weeks because he's generally a creep. This is like the perfect amount of petty. Yes. And would only work, I feel like, in a smaller town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would only work Um, in a small town. But, yeah, this is a great amount of petty. I will say that I, I feel like part of the the son's, the brother's issues are, were created by his mother. Mm-hmm. So now that he's an adult and she's like, well, you need to get your shit together. It's like, yeah, you're right. But you didn't really set him up for success. Right. So that makes me upset at the mother. But, you know, I I love this. Uh, the fact that they just like downed the whole drink. Amazing. Oofa doofa. Like that pains me. But it, it sounds like not enjoyable, but like I can understand the desire. Oh, in that yeah. Moment. Oh, yeah. It's a great power move. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it would not be that enjoyable for that person in the moment, but the feeling would be enjoyable. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Yep. I agree. That That is the, the right amount of petty, and their brother deserves this nonsense you're 20 years old and you're acting like this bruh yeah no i like this the top comment is get bent it's always the best to see spoiled kids get wrecked (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so good uh let's see (laughs) 20 years old drinks mountain dew and energy drinks and has the meltdowns with the mental age of a 10 year old and to top it makes women feel uncomfortable. Uh, is he also a Discord moderator and have a neck beard? Because god damn. <laughs> oh, man. That's, yep. You knew what you had to do, D-E-W. I love that comment. It's so smart. Do it. Brother shouldn't be going to stores unsupervised if he has a history of making women and children uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that one. Yep. Of course, needs counseling. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get bent. I really liked that part. <laughs> I know, me too. Not sure why he needs all that energy if he's not working. Ha 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 ha. Oh, man. 
Okay. Got one more? One more, yep. Okay, this one's not that. This one's not not that long. You evict me for rubbish reason. I'll report you for tax evasion. When I first moved to the city I live in, I answered a Gumtree British Craigslist ad for a room in a nice modern flat near a great area with an ensuite bathroom. The landlord was around my age and lived in the flat as well. Kind of a weird, awkward guy, but I didn't have much of a problem with that. He lived in the spare bedroom and owned nothing bar a table, two sets of clothes, a netbook, and he slept on the floor while renting out the other two rooms. Again, weird, but I wasn't going to judge. I had escaped my notice initially that he only rented to women and usually foreign women at that, but almost always single. Things were fine for about a year. We hung out sometimes and watched movies or went out for bars every now and then. Then after several years of singledom, I got a boyfriend. Unbeknownst to me, this was a problem for my landlord slash housemate. My boyfriend didn't stay around all the time or anything. It wasn't like he was living there not paying rent. Just visited for a few evenings and were mostly confined to my room. Obviously, I'm aware of there being issues around bringing in partners when you live in the shared house, but I also feel that if you rent your flat, you shouldn't expect people to not live their lives either. One day I was at work and my landlord texted me out of the blue telling me to move out. His reasoning was that the flat had become unsociable. This blindsided me and I was very upset. My boyfriend immediately went onto Gumtree to find me a new place, uh, try and find me a new place only to find my landlord had advertised my room within minutes of texting me an eviction notice, and the advert was ranting about how the applicants must be female and single. Clearly, he was very intimidated by other men, and I guess I got punished for that. As it happened, he had told me that he was claiming single occupancy on the flat, receiving a council tax discount while renting to two other people. I packed up and left within a week and then reported him to the council for tax evasion. I wish I knew how much he had to pay back in Dodge council tax. The ain't. This guy sounds like a creep. Yeah. I can't believe she lived there for a year. Or more than. Or more than a year. Because then, then after several, oh, then after several years of singledom. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So only lived there for a year at this point. Got it. Um, and he didn't have any furniture? Like, I I don't know. It just sounds and No, it sounds so really creepy. creepy. And yeah, at this point, towards the end where the poster said, clearly he was intimidated by other men. Like, I don't know if that's what it is. I know. Part of me is like, I don't think that's what it is. But if he never did anything, maybe that is what it is. I don't know. It's just super creepy that he only wanted to rent to single women. That's gross. And it it feels like he was holding that like over their head because he said because it says earlier in there that it's like they were renting specifically to women mostly foreign so it's like they're coming from outside the country and then they this is their place to stay and then he basically coerces them by being like you don't have anywhere else to stay so if you want to do stuff like you want to stay here you got to do stuff and that's just fucking gross yeah if that's the case that's really gross I think it's great that you reported them. I don't think that's petty at all. I think it is petty that he kicked you out, but I also think it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, get um, out, like girl. Get out of there. Yeah, for real. Yep. Yep. No, I think that is that is totally justified. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen, not like maybe for a future episode, the subreddit Malicious Compliance? Uh-uh. Oh, it's it's similar in some ways. 
but it's kind of, yeah, I feel like a lot of times it's about, like, the workplace specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, someone will say, you can't do this. And then, like, the person, the poster usually has some way of, like, complying with that thing that, like, either their boss or in some cases it could be someone else. But, like, told them, but, like, in a way that, like, kind of backfires on the person. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty great. Yeah. So. Yeah. One of the other ones that I passed on here was something about, like, if I have to pay for making personal copies at the office, yes, I saw that so one. do you to my boss. Yeah. Yes. That makes me think of that kind of. I think um, a lot of times people, I think that almost posted to malicious compliance. I think people might post them to both sometimes. But yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I found a lot of subreddits about revenge. So clearly that there's a lot of that. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. If you have different takes let us know or if you have a good revenge story i would also love to hear that you can do that at aswayd on instagram and if you add an at gmail.com you can send us an email send us an email i didn't make up a theme song for it with this amelia what the fuck is this side bitch tradition This is the part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy kids on the internet and I show it to Amelia and Stoof without any context. So here you go. Enjoy. (laughs) God damn it. There is sound. There is sound. Go back. That's nasty. So, <laughs> so I'm guessing that it, it's it looks like it's salt being it's poured salt, into yeah. a beverage. Yeah, looks like water, but I, I mean, don't know. it's funny because like, or like maybe a sprite or something. Right. Um, I feel like that's like an old prank from like a long time ago. Like you would yeah. do it like when your friend went to the bathroom or whatever. Right. And then they like obviously leave the table and then you just pour like half a salt shaker into their drink. So I that's, think that's funny. I've never heard that. Before. You've never heard of that before? No. You've never been to like a Denny's at age 15 or something? I mean, I guess. No, I have not. I've never been to a Denny's at age 15. All right. Just me. <laughs> This is a Buffalo Wild Wings stuff. It doesn't matter what <laughs> restaurant it is. I'm just saying it's like, and the thing is, is like, I'm pretty sure like it was, didn't just become a thing when, <laughs> so then the guy makes like a really horrible face and then there's a funny sound effect. You just have to watch it. <laughs> Amelia's dying. <laughs> I'm silent laughing so hard I'm crying. I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> So uh, if you want to contact Amelia, you can contact Amelia at Shake Meets World on Instagram. You can contact me at A Black Sparrow on Twitter, Instagram, uh, SherrickRobinson.com. And uh, Stoof doesn't want to be contacted. If you want to contact me, then you can just follow my dog, our dog, Sherrick's and my dog on Instagram. It's at Blue Has Got a Clue. And she's real cute. You'll like it. <laughs> so yeah uh, anything else you want to say amelia i'm dying <laughs> oh my god i'm so tired <laughs> no this is real fun this is real fun doing it in person 
and getting to see you all and yeah that's about all we have for you so i guess with that i've been amelia i've been share can tune in next time where we unlock your creativity by giving you reasons to call out sick from work bye, bye.